Welcome to Inconsequentialism. I'm your host, Alex Pratt. Today's episode's a little bit different. I'm here with Drake Loud, and we're gonna do some quick hits. We've got five questions ready to roll, and we're gonna break them down back to back, nice and fast for you. Enjoy. Drake, super pumped to have you on. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. you, you making the commute all the way from Seattle to- uh... Uh, You know, I just do what I can. I've been really trying to support this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. He he did not come in all the way from Seattle, by the way. He's a uh, we're called in. We're using Zoom, so. But that's the wonderful thing about technology, because for all the listeners, maybe I am in Seattle, maybe I'm in New York. I honestly couldn't. I couldn't know either. So. Hmm. Um. Well, kind of like we talked about Drake, this episode we want to do a little bit different. We want to do some quick hits. Um, you and I have a couple of questions that we're ready to roll on. Um, so I, if you could explain, um, what do you mean by quick hits? So in, in past episodes, we've done kind of a deeper dive on a single question, on a single issue and kind of carving it out. This one, we got like four or five questions um, and I want to go through them, but I mean, these probably don't merit mm. a, if there is a place where they would merit a whole half hour, it's, it's this show, right? So, but so we we're, do that leaving, today. <laughs> we're leaving the door open for like a, an extended conversation about any of these topics. If we really can't get it down. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Maybe we'll have to revisit this later. We'll experience life differently after hearing each other's <laughs> thoughts. And we'll revisit this sometime later and, uh, and see what happens. Sweet. Let's dive into the first one, Drake. Um, you brought this question to the table and I thought it was a simple answer. And uh, we haven't talked about it, even a message, but I think I know what your answer is. And I'm offended by it, so I'm really <laughs> excited to get into this. First question is, is it better to use a spoon or a fork for pasta? Lay it on me, Drake. Sure. So, so any reasonable human being uses a spoon. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> I, I actually brought this up at uh, work today. And I, I thought more people use spoons. As it turns out, I am in the minority on this one. But that doesn't I, surprise me at all, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Any reasonable person? What are you saying? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just really trying to entrench myself in my argument from the start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please tell me why anyone over the age of 10 uses a spoon for their pasta. So, so I'm assuming you're on the, the fork camp. Absolutely. I am, in fact, over 10 years old. So, yeah, I'm in the fork camp. <laughs> so, here's my thing. Ready? Because my wife and I, we always differ on this. Because, like, if I make pasta, I put two spoons in. If she makes uh, pasta, she puts two forks in. And then if I'm eating pasta with a fork, here's... Let me, like, help you experience and kind of relive my pain here. Ready? <laughs> <clears throat> so, I'm, Alex, I am 27 years old. I am very much so past the age of 
childness. So when I'm eating pasta, I don't want to eat a single penne or two macaroni because that's that's about all that fits on a fork. <laughs> unless you want to, unless you want to poke at your pasta for a few minutes, which you know I'm I'm past that. I am mature enough. That's maybe that's an argument for another day as well. Mature. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to bring your wife on for that argument. <laughs> but I'm, I am mature enough where I do not need to poke at my pasta. A spoon allows me to grab many pasta on one little scoop. And and if you have a, a very like saucy pasta, you can't pick up a saucy pasta with a fork. Slides right through. So I, I hear you on the saucy part. I think that's the only, I, I had that written down. That is the only like valid counter argument in my mind. That's um, good. You gotta find some common ground here. Yeah, but the, the whole like poking at the pasta thing. So I'm 26 years old. I'm also old. I'm yeah, but also you're not, ready you're to apparently not mature foods. enough. Yeah, <laughs> apparently I'm a year behind because- Somewhere around 27 is when you start to really- That's what it'll click for me. <laughs> My uh, metabolism, I've noticed, is now starting to slow down. Mm. And I think that if I had the ability to shovel pasta in my mouth, like I could with a spoon, I would probably weigh 30 pounds more than I do right now. Oh, that is the determining factor. But uh, wow! But I really, I'm, I'm having <clears throat> the hardest time. Can you really only grab like two macaroni with a fork? What kind of forks are you using, man? Mm. My baby has forks that can only get two macaroni, but I just feel like the fork is the only way to just to grab the food. If it's like, maybe this goes to a different thing, I guess. What kind of like bowl plate thing are you using to eat pasta? Are you using like a, a regular plate? Are you eating pasta in a bowl? Are you using the blate? Which is, you know, like the big bowl with the curvy edges, but is basically like a plate. Yeah, we can only afford uh, bowls or plates. Rather, no, 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 sorry. We can only afford plates and bowls. We don't have a third dish. <laughs> I um, didn't know that plates existed until I got married. And No, I, I know what you mean. Like, they're all garden or something. I'm like totally team plate now. I think they're the greatest. Uh, but I prefer to eat pasta in a bowl. So there goes the spoon thing, right? You wouldn't eat pasta with a fork in a bowl. Yes. Do you use the bowl because of the spoon? <laughs> Maybe because they're a good fit. It's like eating cereal with a fork. Well, cereal. <laughs> that would be funny to watch. That, that would do a wonder for my metabolism, eating cereal with a fork. But, but let's, I don't <laughs> think it's, so I thinking about this argument, I don't think that it's the, the, the utensil, or rather, I don't think it's the, the thing that you're serving it in, mm-hmm. the container. I don't think that's the important part here. It's the, uh, the actual noodle itself. Okay. So like, I'm not, I'm not going to eat, like, okay, so if I'm at an Italian restaurant and they serve me like one of those really big, um, shoot, what are those called? Those really big like raviolis. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat that with a fork. Yeah. Too big. Totally. You have to be like cutting stuff and that, that doesn't happen with a spoon. Exactly. 
So I'm talking about like when I'm eating smaller pasta. If we're like spaghetti, uh, I mean, that's, that's impossible to eat with a spoon. Okay. I, you had me worried, honestly. I was really worried about the spaghetti thing. If you're going to tell me you ate spaghetti with a spoon, I was so confused. But I do, I do have a, uh, if I can drop my mic for a sec. I do actually, though, if we're going to talk spaghetti, I prefer uh, chopsticks. <laughs> what i forget what you lived in in asia for a while didn't you i i did i did live in in uh like the tokyo area for a few years and it did change my life because i do think long noodles are much easier to eat with chopsticks but then you can't do the wrap method right so you're having to do like a little bit of noodle at a time and there's That's like the noodle string between the bowl and plate is that kosher Oh, uh, exactly the wrong word. But. Yes, but, but, but this is where the hero spoon comes in because you can actually use a spoon and kind of hold it from the bottom and pull up the noodles as you're eating it from the top. So, so you, are you, you, wait, you are could you do that. I don't, I, I don't actually do that. In conjunction? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You don't mean... So I don't have the dexterity for that. <laughs> Let's let's think about like the spoon though. Like if you're at like a fancy restaurant, it seems like it's the fork and spoon combined in like this brotherly love. That's where you get like the ideal. Seems like table manners for fork spoon pasta. So I have I have something about that. Mm. So I went on the New York Times um, in the archives. They have these publications that were. Um, back when it was just in print, um, but they've transcribed them and have them online now. This article is from 1982. Oh man, you were you way more prepared than I was. I just pulled this up with pasta. <laughs> Google did a great job um, of delivering me this. I swear I didn't pour through New York Times archives of 30 years of information. Um, there's an article entitled The Spoon Question or How to Eat Pasta Like an Expert. And they go ahead and talk to some real deal Italian chefs at Italian restaurants in Manhattan. And these guys, so I'm, this is gonna hurt you with your little spoon fork thing. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna read you a passage and mispronounce some names. Um, it says, Eggie Maccioni recalled her childhood days of eating pasta. Quote, my grandparents spent hours teaching me how to eat pasta without using a spoon, how to twirl my fork so that not a strand of spaghetti would be hanging down as I lifted that fork to my mouth. End quote. So I guess the way that they started looking through the article a little bit, as kids, they ate with like a fork and a spoon but then the grandparents were just like laying down the law, making it so they only ate with the fork, but not the spoon. I'm not, I'm not convinced. You're not convinced? <laughs> Great, I, found, I found this article from a long time ago about this family in, who's Italian, but they actually lived in New York. Is it the same family? Are we? Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, sure. Like if you're like, like spinning the pasta on a plate or on a, on like against the side of something, I think you can do a good swirl. That is the method that they described in the article. Mm -hmm. and, and I like, will that, say in your defense, kind of in your defense, 
I'm pretty sure the same chef, maybe it was a different chef, later on in the article says, the only way you can spin spaghetti noodles around a fork correctly is if the noodles are overcooked. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll peel back the curtain there for a little bit for you. (laughs) We can just throw it all out then. Yeah. The noodles aren't al dente, then you can do whatever you want. Although there was a later passage that did back up what we said earlier. If this, if your sauce is very liquidy, a juicy primavera or a clam sauce, clam sauce, you might use a spoon to prevent splattering. So ah. get pats on the back there. We're educated individuals. Okay. But give me your last pitch, 30 seconds. Mm. My spoon is right. Well, I don't have I don't have a fancy article. No, I'm feeling kind of unprepared. That debugs it, or that uh, that cancels itself out. So <laughs> it really didn't do me that much good. <laughs> but I, I think, uh, be, and and maybe it's just because I like a lot of sauce. Maybe that's the the real root um, of all this. Because I don't like dry noodles. I like to have saucy noodles. And as we learned from the article, well learned or didn't learn i guess that saucy noodles require a spoon and i am a saucy noodle guy therefore spoon all the way the first um my first like two girlfriends three girlfriends i had in high school my first meals that i ate there at their family's houses all were spaghetti and it was like terrifying for me because I didn't know how to eat it right. <laughs> um, no one knows how to eat it right on like, especially when you're meeting people the first time. Right. But I think what you're saying is the answer. If you don't know what to do, just get the sauciest part of the pasta. Gather all mm-hmm. the sauce from the bottom and then you have an excuse. You got carte blanche to just use the spoon as well. Yeah. <laughs> then no one can judge you for using a spoon. You don't have to look like an idiot. Flashing <laughs> everywhere with a fork. Your ex-girlfriend's parents. Uh, he did. Well, he did grab the sauciest part of the spaghetti. <laughs> we'll <laughs> have to give him a pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have come to the conclusion that get the saucy part so you don't look like an idiot. Um, okay, Drake. Next question. Are you ready for this? Is it okay to fold down the corner of a page of a library book? Give me your thoughts. Mm. So I've definitely come across books where they have folded it. Absolutely. Um, And I think that there has never been one time when I've been happy to see the fold. Yes. So um, I guess I would say that no, it is not okay. Never okay, actually. I would say it is never okay. I'm, I'm trying to think of a time when I you... I cannot disagree with you, and there is no time. There's no time that is okay. It is a horrible thing to do. Don't ruin what you don't own. Don't be a bad person. Have mm. some decency. Don't fold down the corners. I mean, I don't, I don't own, like, a fancy bookmark. Typically, my bookmarks are, like, a ripped piece of paper that I found on the ground. Absolutely. So, <laughs> or like a Kleenex or something, <laughs> a tissue. Okay, but what's what's worse here? If they were to, <laughs> what if they were to rip off one of the like blank pages in the back <laughs> and used that as a bookmark? 
So do you prefer a lot of little annoying folded corners or a little piece of ripped paper from the book? This is actually a really interesting question. So I think the, if all of the pages on the corner were getting folded, that would add up and parts would rip off. Page numbers would rip off. Ends of sentences would be ripping off. But like, you can't just go and just like rip out the back page of the book. <laughs> if you have to pick though, what do you do? What do you do? Do you fold down the corners or do you rip out the blank page in the back? I, I think I'd rather have the, I would rather find a missing portion of the back page. <laughs> How can that be the right answer? <laughs> That's horrible. That can't be the right answer. Yeah, they're both bad. I think uh, if you're going to rip out the page, a portion of the page, you just got to rip out the whole page. Mm. You can't rip out a little chunk of it. So much that no one would notice. Exactly. Maybe that tells more about my character than anything. But <laughs> as long as no one knows, no harm, no foul, I guess. Yeah. That's mm. Speaking of maturity levels... That's uh, that's how I think. We agree on this one, Drake. Agreed. We agree that those people are crazy people. Monsters. And that they're absolute monsters. Okay, next question. Picking through trail mix or eating it as it pops up to you. Well, what's, where do you stand on this? So this one is super hard for me at first. Um, I ate a bag of trail mix yesterday and I was trying to remember as I was thinking through it more today, I was like, wait, what did I do yesterday? Cause I didn't do it consciously. Um, and I, I came to the conclusion, you have to eat whatever shows up to you. You can't pick through it. And here's why. First of all, don't be a coward. You signed up for trail mix, eat trail mix. You didn't sign up for peanuts and M&Ms or raisins or whatever's in your trail mix. You signed up for trail mix. So eat trail mix. That's true. Here's point number two. If you want to eat a specific thing, why are you eating a mix? The only acceptable time that I can think of to pick through a mix is like jelly bellies because jelly bellies are so crazy that it's like dangerous to just grab, reach in for a random jelly. Even if they're all the good flavors, it's still just dangerous. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to get off topic. I know this is an important topic, but with jelly bellies, and, and maybe with trail mix, because like trail mix, if you do like two at a time, you're generally okay. Typically, the flavors go well enough that it's fine. Yeah, otherwise they wouldn't be in a bag of trail mix together. But with jelly bellies, two at a time, risky. Absolutely. You have to pick through jelly bellies. You have to. So the, the picking thing, I think, is fine on jelly bellies. Absolutely. If you, and if your trail mix is so crazy that you're scared to, to like maybe take two things at the same time, like you would be for a jelly belly. Yeah. Got wrong trail mix. Rethink what trail mix you eat. And so here's, go for it. Let me hear what you're thinking. Yeah. Here's, here's my typical trail mix uh, process. Here's kind of how I live life with trail mix. So when I get a handful of trail mix, I won't pick to that point. I mean, if, I, if there's like a big bag of trail mix, I may target my handful, if you know what I'm saying. Maybe there's like... A chocolatey patch and you like swoop. Yeah, there's like a little, <laughs> little cluster. So I'll, I'll go mining in that part of the bag. Yeah. But once it's in my hand, like I'm, I'm, I'm not... I may do a little bit of... Like maybe I want to eat in a certain order. 
maybe I'm feeling a little chocolate first. Maybe I'm feeling an almond first. Maybe I'm feeling, you know what I mean? There may be like some, some pickiness there, but. Is this a two hand pick through or is this just shuffling your one hand that already has the handful of trail mix? <laughs> no, this is, this is a two hand activity. Oh man. See, I'm not about the two hand activity. Yeah, I'm definitely two hands. I'd like to see what first see what I got, kind of assess. So you are picking through the trail mix. I, yeah, I guess. Drake, no. The only I, time I it's okay to pick through trail mix is if like your trail mix has like really strong varying textures. Like if you're worried about like getting like a raisin versus like a raw almond, and like the raisin's gonna be really soft to chew through, but the raw almond might hurt your tooth. That's like the only time. But even then, it's like only like as a survival technique. This, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we through. should go down that alley because this is kind of like the Eminem Skittle debate, and that's kind of already been debunked. So, I, I think the the time though when it really matters, because like I I could, I, I don't feel like I'm necessarily have to do a two handed picking kind of thing. I could just eat like a little bit at a time. What you get is what you get. The exception is like uh, like with a pub mix or like a Chex mix. Sometimes you get like the little rye, like seems like it's burnt chunk. I'm Are you actively, saying that you do pick through those or that you don't? Mm, I actively avoid those. Really? Those are like the best parts. Those no, rye chips? Yeah, I'm avoiding those. Oh, man. My wife and I fight over those. It becomes quite heated in long car rides. Hmm. When, like she steals one of my rye breads in the chest. She's, so you're saying that she's picking it out? She's, she's like choosing to go hunt it down and take it from me. And mm-hmm. I do the same to her. Yeah, I do the opposite. So I guess I pick everything but. I'm going to share a bag with Chex Mix with you sometime. It's going to be great for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. But if those aren't in the mix, do you just like go for it with Chex Mix or are you picking through that as well? Because I just go for it, but I drink Chex Mix. My wife makes fun of me. I just drink uh, it and eat it. You mean you like put it in a cup? Sometimes. Absolutely. I did that earlier tonight with the cheese it snack mix. I just put oh, it in a cup good. and I just go for it. <laughs> I don't know if I've met someone who does that. <laughs> That's embarrassing <laughs> for me. <laughs> you guys keep your hands clean. I am, I'm really big about keeping my hands clean. But uh, yeah, I don't like the greasy hand thing. So I think, I think if I had to choose one of the two, go back, going back to the original argument, and it, it almost pains me because I never thought of myself as like someone who picks their way through trail mix. But I think identity crisis. I'm glad that I was here with you while you came to terms with this, Drake. And yeah, you have so, a problem is the first step. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, huh. now this is, this is weird. Cause I think <laughs> I agree that not doing it is better, but I'm not living to that. I don't, I'm not living to that standard yet. I'm working my way there. He'll get there, man. I believe in you. We'll share a bag of Chex Mix together and we'll work through the rye breads. We'll get through it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make, through it, make it through together. But I'm, I'm on my way. The dirty hands argument, 
does segue or does give us a nice segue into our next question. String cheese. Oh. Do you peel or chomp? I have been judged for the way I eat cheese sticks for most of my life. Um, and I'm a chomper. I do not peel string cheese. I just dive right in and I chomp through it and everyone hates me for it. Yeah, chomp hard. I mean, most definitely. You're a chomper as well? Yeah, 100%. Have you ever like peeled string cheese? <laughs> I feel so understood right now, Drake. It's kind of tedious and it's, I'm eating a little piece of mozzarella. It's not like this is like, there doesn't have to be some extravagant experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. It's not like it's super expensive, nice cheese anyway. It's just a pizza, like a, a piece of cheap mozzarella. So I'm chomping. And if I have dirty hands, I don't want to reach oh. in and touch the cheese. And if I have clean hands, I especially don't want to reach and touch the cheese because my, che- my hands are cheesy and dirty afterwards. I can't touch things without getting them all greasy. Yeah, I agree. Def- definitely on the same side with that one. I don't know if there's much more to discuss. I mean, if it's a mozzarella stick that's fried, are you going to peel off the fry bread and then? <laughs> peel the no, you're just going to chomp. Just chomp. <laughs> I feel I feel heard, and I there feel can't be people out there who do that. No, they're crazy. Just like the people who peel the regular string cheese. I'm just thinking, like someone, <laughs> you know, how you can put a piece of string cheese like in a pizza dough, so you have stuffed crust. Absolutely. Imagining someone eating their pizza and then at the end, peeling, <laughs> off the, peeling off the bread and then pulling the cheese apart. Oh, I, would not, I wouldn't have that problem because I, when I eat a piece of pizza, I always take like two bites out of the crust first. So I don't have like, I'm not stuck with just crust at the end. I like distribute it out a little mm. more pizza I'm eating. I actually like the crust on most pizzas anyway. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a chomper there too. The crazy people can peel their mozzarella sticks and peel their their stuffed crust pizzas, but not me, man. Mm. Drake, dirty hands is also another segue to this one. Corn Drake, on the- dirty. <laughs> do you cut it off or do you eat it straight off the cob? So my wife makes fun of me and my family all the time on this one. This is your whole family? Yes. I think the only good way to eat corn is to cut it off the cob. You can cut it off uh, and then put like a little piece of butter on top. Maybe salt it a little bit. Uh, I don't have stuff stuck in my teeth for the rest of the meal because that's uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. I hear you there. Um, and then I don't have like a big like knot on chunk of corn after i'm done sitting on my plate i hear you oh go for it go for it i think i think that's about it i hear you with cutting off the corn on the cob i didn't know that was a thing until um one of my older brothers had braces and my mom did that and i was like whoa what is like that where corn comes from like (laughs) i was was pretty young but i wasn't that young (laughs) Only be figuring out where corn comes from. But um, I hate with corn on the cob that I like end up getting like corn butter salt face because it's like inevitably going to rub against oh, the sides of your mouth and your wonderful teeth, point and your hands and everything and the junk in your teeth, like you said. And 
your hands get probably dirty if you don't have those nice poker. Mm -hmm. and, um, and no one likes having those. And if you, they're just hard to keep track of. Also, if you just bite, you end up leaving, I feel like, a lot of potential, quote, meat, unquote, mm. Bob sometimes. Savory corn meat. But, <laughs> savory corn, that's terribly weird. Um, <laughs> but all that said, it is so much stinking work to shave off the cob with a knife you end up getting just as dirty almost shaving it off trying to find like a good cutting board risking like the knife slipping on the wet corn and it's going your knife's going all over the place so does your family it's actually better just eat it straight off the cob everything else understood about getting nasty does your family then eat it on the cob we eat directly off the cob for the most part unless somebody has like braces or like some weird tooth thing going on. They might. I, guess, I think. I think there's your problem. Because I'm like you're. This pain that you're describing, is one that we've like totally mitigated by using the cutting board. For the <laughs> You've <family>. evolved. <laughs> we, we've moved on, and that's because we all are going to cut our corn off. So we have like, like we might have like a cutting board out, and then everyone can cut their corn off, with like a nice big knife. So is this like a pre-meal thing? Like you cook the corn on the cob in like a big pot and then y'all as a group cut the corn off and then sit it down on the table to eat together? Yep. Like an individual person is tackling this mid-meal. <laughs> no, this is like, I mean, if you're eating corn, it's kind of a casual meal to begin with. So it's kind of a more casual thing. So I mean, it's a mid-meal action? Uh, I don't know if that's mid-meal. I mean, it's like, like Is an individual person shaving off the cob and then onto their own plate. Are you all shaving it into one big bowl? <laughs> I'm really, I'm like genuinely curious. I've never seen this as a family wide process. <laughs> no, this is like you're each person's doing their own and then scooting their corn onto their plate. Or maybe yes. it's just that there's like a communal knife that everyone's using. Uh, I think that's common too. You know, we kind of shake it up, I guess. I've never was, seen that. It's fascinating. And, a whole and we can family do that of corn because, shavers. Yeah, because we all want to cut it off the the cob, right? Is that just because like that's how your parents liked it, or like one of you as a kid was just like, "This is dumb. I'm going to cut it with a knife," and then it became a thing, and your parents are like shaking their heads to this day, like, "How did we raise these children?" Like, uh, ooh. I don't know how this originated. Seems like a... Need some soul searching, man. Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't really have any history for you. I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to, to research that for me. Okay. Because ours yeah, was a moment of need with braces, but this is like a whole... Is, is this like a generational thing? Like it's been going back in your family for generations? <laughs> for years. People year. like marry into the family and are like, oh, we cut our corn here. And somebody's like, what? Are you kidding me? And like has to like acclimate. Mm. This is fascinating. I don't know. And now I'm thinking... Research, man. I don't, know, like, I don't know if the in-laws in my family do that or not. I don't know what they do. I don't know. 
I think if I were to try to shave off the corn off the cob, the corn off the cob for every meal, I think my wife would punch me in the face. You must eat a lot of corn. My wife really likes corn on the cob. I have, I came home yesterday, actually. My <laughs> wife had gone to the store and there's like, I opened the fridge and there's like 15 cobs. Is that how you refer to them? Ears? There we go. There's like 15 ears of corn in my fridge right now. <laughs> it's summer. So like, what are you going to do? But, cob ears. Yeah. But that's a, my wife really likes corn on the cob. Our families like corn on the cob. I like corn on the cob. It's kind of a bummer when it gets me all dirty sometimes. But <laughs> I think if this were, to, if I were to go for that every time, I think my wife would punch me in the face. You know, I think that's a. I deserve it. It's fine. I think that's some, some good common ground. I, I agree with that. If I was eating corn that often, yeah, I could see it being too, too much, like too much work, too much effort. But I eat corn like once a year, <clears throat> maybe, maybe once every two years. So, you know, taking the time to like cut it off, no big deal. If, yeah, at that ratio, totally not a big deal. We need to get you on more corn on the cob. Mm. More of the burnt rye breads and appreciating them in the yeah. Um We both need to, to learn how to peel string cheese. Nah, I, don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the outcome from that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep chomping. It's way better. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else listening to this is going to be like, these idiots, what are they doing? So the consensus on corn on the cob is it's okay to shave it as a ritual if it's infrequent, but man, that would stink to have to do all the time. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. That's, a, that's a good uh, kind of conclusion to that for sure. Do they have like corn? Like I know they, they have machines that shuck corn, but they have machines that'll like efficiently take all the corn off of. Is this a household appliance or just like an... Like how they have apple peelers? Yeah. <laughs> you know the apple peelers that you use to like make pie and that you like spin the apple and it goes through this little like skin? <laughs> Can you put a cob of corn through one of those? <laughs> I'm going to try that. That would be hilarious. Well, Drake, thanks for coming on. I appreciate your time. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Love to, love to hear your insights on these... <laughs> awesome questions um yeah it's it's fun to share my uh, my dumb opinions with you hey as long as it gets me to be able to share my dumb ones then we're on the same page <laughs> <laughs> thanks for talking jake i appreciate it yeah thank man. you